0: because I think sometimes the best lessons aren't the new ones the best lessons are the ones that you're reminded of
1: hey this is M, and that was one great quote from our guests for this episode Zach is joining us for what is our 10th podcast that marks the beginning of season two so please join us with Zach Williams CEO and content creator extraordinaire enjoy the show
0: Hi, I'm Zach, and you're listening to the Scraping Through Podcast.
1: <laughs> Zach, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience and maybe like to break the ice uh, since it's Monday, uh, how was your weekend?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Zach Williams, I'm the CEO of a tech company called CareerPass Network. Um, and how was my weekend i uh well how was my how was how was monday that's that's <laughs> it's been a long monday and uh it was it was a long weekend um i i i spent uh, sunday outside in a barbecue for 6 hours which was fantastic uh but today has been back to back zoom calls uh, which has not been as fulfilling as uh, barbecuing all day so <laughs>
2: Have you uh, have you done a TikTok yet on uh, weekend day in the life of a tech CEO? I've I've tried. It's it's a really, uh, doesn't really hit as
0: much. So when when I first started doing it, I was trying to capture every moment um, and every day, and then that was just exhausting. Like trying to do that was just was just too much. So now I've kind of reverted back to four or five days a week, usually the week. Like weekdays, and usually when I'm doing something a little bit more interesting than sitting at home on Zoom calls all day, because um, it's it's hard to it's hard to find something fun to talk about when you're just sat staring at a screen all day. Mm. <laughs> so um, I think the the content that has done well and, and the kind of day in the life stuff that I've done well is when uh, it's just kind of like. <sighs> uh I could to think of the right phrase for it but it's kind of me grinding or hustling so to speak it's mm-hmm. like really long work days travelling around all over the place like staying in nice hotels normally helps with the views um and that that kind of thing yeah. um but i think my best one has been I, I i i uh took my daughter to work with me the other week and that got like 150,000 views I pretty that. much um and I just—I actually felt like no one is going to no one's <laughs> going to watch this. It's pretty, it's pretty boring, um, but it really kind of—it was quite divisive in the end because I had some people kind of go, This is great. This is this is how work culture should should be. I had a section of comments talking about how uh, men get praised uh, for just doing the kind of base level parenting, and like if it was a female doing it, they would be critiqued. Uh, and I found that a really interesting mm. kind of conversation to to get involved in. Um but yeah, no, it's it it's really it's to answer your question
2: mm. <laughs> shortly. No, the weekend stuff is normally pretty dull <laughs> so no one watches it. <laughs> The uh, one where you bring your your daughter to work is uh, is a personal favorite of mine, and I'm I'm quite a new dad, so I've I've been dad for just over a year, um, and I find it very, very relatable. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna have to uh, learn some tricks from you about how to manage
0: uh, unexpected
2: just, uh, nursery outages.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just survival. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's just surviving, and well, I think uh, I was kind of looking back at what happened in the first and second and third lockdowns when nurseries and schools were shut and then uh, last year with staff shortages throughout the year because of test you know people testing positive it was just like I was working more hours in the night than I was in the day um, because my wife works a corporate job and she can't just clear a schedule and I was having to clear days after days because you can't leave a one-year-old on the floor by itself apparently so uh nor do I nor do I promote such parenting as well so it was actually quite a, a great time and I'm sure you're finding that now as you're kind of learning to be a dad but spending that time with my daughter like get, taking taken to the park every day during, during lockdown because she couldn't go into nursery and then I don't know it was something. It was something pretty special. Like it was finding it was finding the happiness in in a pretty uh, tough situation, kind of mentally and work wise. So um, you'll have to tell me, by the way, to be quiet because I can I can just wrap no up. uh <laughs> this is
1: your time, and and honestly, this is a type of you know we we got to know you through TikTok, and we love the authenticity and you know that your willingness to help um, and. We actually would love to uh, hear more uh, about your journey. We, we looked through, we stalked every uh, every of your <laughs> profiles, really. Um, so, um, you know, you, you uh, introduce yourself as CEO of uh, CareerPass Network, uh, the yes. company. Um, can you tell us a bit about, like, what the company goal is, uh, about the different uh, brand uh, that yeah, are sure part is. of the network?
0: yeah um it's a really interesting i think i think my journey um has lots of different milestones along the way uh and they're kind of milestones of failure of trying to get something to work and then pivoting and then pivoting again and then pivoting again so i um i left university and naively thought i could change the way in which graduates entered the work force uh, and that was you know, based on the fact that I didn't have a particular great experience myself, it was like 2011, 2012. Um, everyone starting a tech business had just seen Facebook explode. And it was like, oh, yeah, cool. If I help people get a job, I'll be a billionaire. <laughs> um, and, and, and you kind of, you know, we set up what was originally uh, a, we used to call it a, a Uh, like a a recruitment platform but it was a jobs board but platform made it sound fancier and more investable so we called it a platform um but it was a job site which was designed to connect large employees with recent graduates and what we didn't know about the industry before we entered it was how fragmented it was how there hadn't been any innovation since kind of the dot-com boom um the big players were the ones who started up in that kind of original web 1.0 area. And I arrogantly, naively, whatever the right word for it is, thought I could go in and disrupt it and become an overnight success. And um, within the first few months of doing it, we had actually made kind of 75 to 100 grand of revenue. um, Ah. Probably in the first six months of trading. And we had uh, a couple of investor meetings really early on, because somewhat this is way like to like journeys, and I think I can again talk about this with hindsight now. But there's so much luck involved in a journey, um, mm. and taking opportunities. And we somehow got featured in an article in the Telegraph, um, at the Sunday Telegraph. An investor read it on a plane back from running a business in India on like a Sunday called the office on a Monday and the office was just a box. It was just me and my business partner. Right. Um, and he just, and, you know, my business partner answered the phone and it was like, there's a guy on the phone who wants to invest in the business. And we just thought it was a bit of a scam, but we eventually <laughs> gave him and went to see him. Um, and you sit down with someone who is older and wiser and has made a load of money and they tell you that your business is worth uh, like a million quid. And you've been going for six months, and your head just goes, yeah. And you think you're the next thing, you know, the next best thing since sliced bread. And, um, that, be sure in your that,
1: next movie, you know, like, yeah, yeah.
0: But, but it was, it was like, it was good and bad. Like, we'd bootstrapped to start with, and that was probably the best. We probably should have carried on bootstrapping, but because <laughs> I think when you're that age, like 23, and like, you know, it's just 10 years ago for me now, you, you you still don't really know who you are Mm. like as a person and I think we're still all learning that now as we kind of grow and get older and get more comfortable in our own skin and um, that was a really interesting period of time for me because I feel like we didn't really I think I I held myself back like a good three or four years in terms of like my progression was held back Mm. by my lack of curiosity my the fact that I thought I had all the answers by the fact I thought I was the smartest person in the room. And that really dampened our growth trajectory It dampened our success. It kind of got us in a really weird position. And I made, I I could, I could write an entire thesis on the mistakes that I made uh, in that, in that period of time and could document (laughs) them and, and kind of give you as, I won't share any details and stuff, but like, you just kind of go like, who was I? What was I doing? Yeah. And um, so we, we set up Grad Touch and we tried to go after taking on some investment toe to toe with the big guys in the industry who were either private equity owned, they were owned by big media groups, or they had such a moat around their business hmm. um, that it was almost impossible to beat them on a kind of like for like basis. Um, and then I met a guy called David who is our now. Uh, chairman uh and, and this was pitching trying to take on kind of like a bridge seed round so by mm. by this point when i met david would probably raise kind of half a million pounds of investment over spread out over like two years just kind of going hand to mouth a little bit Um mm. and never really having more than a few a few months worth of runway like it was just the worst way to fundraise and the worst way to grow a business and i would not recommend anyone <laughs> to go on the path that i've done. Um, But we met David and uh, we went for pizza. And I still remember the meeting. I still remember the restaurant. I can remember the chair and the table we were sat at at the restaurant. And he just kind of said, like, what you're doing looks like a lot of hard work with really little to no reward. Um, And, you know, your first thing to do when you're trying to pitch a guy for some money is to go on the defensive. And like, no, no, no. (laughs) What we're doing is amazing uh give us your money and um he just said no just stop like and think about it and he, he kind of said your market looks like it's heavily fragmented um and i think it's right for a consolidation play and i was like yeah yeah cool what the hell is a consolidation yeah. play uh,
1: what's your background uh, zach right so you just to give a, a bit of a context like yeah. you don't come from um uh, i believe like finance or like you didn't have that understanding right so i've always been
0: like a techie at heart since i can remember so i've you know um gosh going back and this is you know these will be technologies that you guys wouldn't have used because that'll kind of show my age but like um i i remember and i've been building websites uh, I still do, still, but but more no code solutions mm. now, just because I, am just so out of date with what to do. Um, but I, I've always loved building things, um, creating stuff, and then never really taking them anywhere. And I had a bit, kind of a bit of overnight success, which kind of exploded and then like started exploded. It was amazing, and then it all disappeared very quickly. But I started a couple of proxy servers um mm. when I was 17, 18, um, to basically allow me and my friends to get onto MySpace at school. Because this is when this is before smartphones and you yeah. had uh people blocking it. But anyway, within a week the website was being used around the country by school kids. Um we were That's getting awesome. over a million like our Google Analytics. And this is when like you could get paid 25p per click on an advert. Um like from, from Adsense, crazy. so we, overnight we were getting um like close to a million page views uh over like a few days, and we were like this is this is crazy, this is absolutely mental um and then the websites got blocked by <laughs> uh like all of the school technology uh like ad blockers like yeah what would it be but then like the antivirus software. anyway, they got blocked um I think it was real machines. was a company that was in schools at that time, and they cottoned on. And I wasn't stupid. I mean, I was stupid and didn't hide my data. I'm like the who is, um, yeah,
1: the p- my like database,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. So I then got called in <laughs> to see the headmaster because the IT manager at school had found out that I was the one who had made this, and it caused his mm-hmm. life hell for a week. Because basically, it was just like kids watching porn in school, um, on school right. computers. Um, it wasn't being used for MySpace, <laughs> and this is when. You used to have like a desktop in every classroom, kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, that was that that was kind of like my first real venture without realizing I was building a venture. But I went to university and I studied theology. It was a, uh, I don't know why. In like looking back at it, like I enjoyed religious studies at school. I'm not a religious person, but I kind of thought I'm teaching myself how to code anyway so why don't i just study something i enjoy studying um and and studied at durham university for three years um which was a really uh formative part of my life probably that's where i met my wife and everything as well so it's uh it was a a real great experience but going back to (laughs) i hope that's enough context for you that's a little bit of yeah for sure but back earlier but um Yeah. I I like, I like building stuff. Um, it's like, I built, I haven't, I don't touch our code base anymore. I wouldn't be allowed near it. Um, I built our first different, like our first website kind of versions back in the day. Um, that's when I I used to use Dreamweaver. Like that's how old school we're talking. I don't know if either of you ever used Dreamweaver, but that's like, (laughs) that's that's going back a really long way. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was. Do yeah. you want me to go back to kind of what we're doing now, or did you well, want to take
2: it? Yeah, it, it kind Can of you, connects. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm curious whether theology still plays a part in uh, in your life today. Like, are you, are you still managing to wrap that in somewhere? Yeah, it's. Um, I think the thing with.
0: It was also really interesting as well, because my sister went and studied it and and got a much better grade than I did uh, as well. Um, But it was a, I think it's just, when you study an arts subject, um, the thing that I think I can walk away and go, no, it definitely taught me was, was how to, how to write. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like my grammar was atrocious Mm. before university. Like it was really, I've always had issues with, uh, I had speech therapy when I was younger and like picking sounds up and um, kind of translating that into words. Like I've always struggled, but like university, just the fact that you have to do, and at Durham we had to do an essay. It was like two, 3,000 words a week, like every week. Wow. And it just gets you into like this habit of like doing something over and over again. Um, so that from like a practical side, writing um and, and grammar which sounds pretty basic yeah. but uh you know i i i'm i'm not a religious person i think i have some level of spiritual spirituality which sounds mm. a bit yeah kind of I, I like to uh think about things quite a lot and i think that's what when, when you only have four to six hours of lectures a week you get a lot of time to think about stuff mm. <laughs> so um and, and that's what it was like the studying theology so now it's day to day I think it's just affects how I look at stuff um, mm. and I think it gives you like a a level of also because we had to read scripture and like you had to go into like a level of detail which I've never done before when it comes to reading uh, and kind of examining documents and stuff um, like even down to like the translations of words from Greek to English and, the, uh, and you know I think at the time when, when we were Studying it, there was twenty six different English translations of the King J- James Bible in circulation, and and each each version had a slightly different way of wording sentences and paragraphs, and it was just like that level of detail when it Tensious comes to, to details, yeah, language, yeah, yeah. It was that was I found that really cool. Um, so it's actually
1: the first TikTok I've ever seen uh, on your profile that actually made me laugh and kind of um, made me follow you as well. Is um, the TikTok where you explained. How um, when you were about to finish um, your degree, you were offered a job, uh, yes. a tech company in London, and that whole TikTok made me laugh because like the way you narrated it was so funny. Um, <laughs> Thank I, you. I loved, Just my life. It's funny, I guess. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I love the attitude. First of all, like um, you know, you keep you mention, you know, we were all learning, we fail, and we learn. I love that and and maybe you can start from that TikTok and kind of tell us a bit more about like your content creation like why did you start making TikTok to begin
0: with? Um, It's really interesting I think I have been I talk a lot about going on a journey and like learning trying to learn as much about myself as possible and this is all stuff, and I'm going to caveat this, which I still find a little bit cringy when I talk about it. Like, when I when I, when I vocalise it, it makes me go like... like a, <laughs> and, when, and, like, if this was, like, if you were talking to me two, three years ago, I would have just been like, what are you on about, Zach? Um, but I think there's one thing that I've seen in successful people over the years of kind of interacting with other business owners mentors investors um is a level of self-awareness curiosity having a beginner's mindset to things and I think I've personally been on a bit of, of a journey of kind of going back to that place like kind of as I was mentioning earlier I wasn't particularly great at running a business I wasn't a particularly great like person to work with and for I don't think kind of having a look back at you know and I don't mean like I was I was a tyrant or anything I could mm. just see how my behaviors would have impacted on people and and, and, and the organization like I was no Adam Newman at all like, <laughs> like it's kind of a caveat I just think you can be quite critical of yourself and I've done that recently kind of looking back and I think for me TikTok was a way of getting into a habit of expressing and trying to articulate what I'm thinking. Um, it was really mm. started as just being a bit of a journal to myself. So I can look back and go, what did I think? Or how did I act um, six months ago? Um, what what were the challenges I was t- facing? How did I overcome them? Like, I, I'm not even though I've just gone on about theology and reading and documenting, like I don't particularly learn well through reading. I don't fit like I'm, I'm I'm more of a, like a visual learner. Like I like to watch stuff and listen to people's stories and and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I think that was, you know, I, I, I come from a a family in a world where the people that I'm dealing with now on a day-to-day basis kind of investors, um, uh, some of the staff that we work with like I just wouldn't have interacted with these people growing up hmm. and so when I set out and started running a business I didn't really I did, didn't have a support network around me there was you only have the ideas of what it should be like to run a business or what it should be like to uh be a boss or whatever it means and, and those ideas and beliefs are shaped around or, or are kind of they're shaped by the people you surround yourself with and I found that that was really quite a struggle when you start um, sure. and I think like that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is at least share some of the ways in which I think about stuff now, and like how I frame challenges in my head, how I approach problems, um, and just generally my mentality in life, sure. because I think it's so easy to get obsessed with the destination that we're all trying to get to. So like startup founder, my destination is build and exit, like exit the business. Mm. And when that becomes your focus and your energy goes into that, like life just passes you by. Like I I've had a great life so far and I'm I feel complete you know absolutely privileged to be in the position that I'm in. But like my twenties, because I'm 33 now mm. of survival mode running a business they've just blurred into one like i couldn't sit there in the way that i can do now and go over the last two years here's how i think i've developed here's my personal and professional journey and the kind of the the things that i've learned like if you were to say what did you learn between the ages of 26 and 29 i'd be like how to survive like Mm. probably um which is a and great so that, skill why, to have, to be fair. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it is like it's your uh, own journey, right? Like yeah, and and I think that's like, and it does sound a bit and and I think with the TikTok videos as well, I'm trying to find a way of articulating it in a in a way which doesn't make other people cringe in the way that I knew it would make me cringe and feel weird about stuff. Like I don't think particularly in business and the tech world we talk about feelings much and like mm-hmm. how they impact day-to-day life and like how how your how your mindset can you know you can be up here in the morning and then down here yeah. at, at lunchtime and then back up again at the like it's a roller coaster and i think i'm trying to find the systems and um kind of the tools that i use myself to kind of keep me in check and keep me balanced um and just share those with people who. Might not have had access in the same way that I didn't have access um, to them when I was when I was starting out. Um,
2: so that's, um, that's really amazing. Like I, I find it um, really interesting how you talk about your early years, um, and it's it's quite a critical lens that you use. Uh, it's really critical. I, yeah, I'm working on that as well. <laughs> I'm sat here like super impressed that um, you're able to commit to an idea and put yourself out there, and uh, you know that journey led you to the people that you talk about, where you know you've you've been able to learn and interact with uh, successful people, whereas you know yeah. folks that don't put themselves out there and commit to that and, and they they'll never have that opportunity. So uh, it feels like your younger years gave you an amazing platform for now. It, I think I think it's so easy to be critical of yourself um
0: and like hindsight is uh you know can be your best or worst uh enemy or friend as well and i think i think I, I did learn a lot but i think i learned a lot without the frameworks which i now have and had i had had those frameworks in place i think i would have dealt with it better and maybe well definitely learned quicker as well um like I put on, I put on, I got, I got like, I got big. Like I, I, I got, I put on a load of weight. I was incredibly unhealthy. I was like, just, I just didn't move really. Um, and I think that, you know, how I was feeling mentally kind of manifested physically, <laughs> kind of uh, what you know, what what was going on. And I'm not exactly a, uh, you know a picture of physical health right now but i think having the ability to just recognize when you're going off the path um and when you are mentally physically exhausted as well like yeah so that's that's it i, I think everyone's journey is so unique everyone has their own demons that they face on a, on a day-to-day basis and however they kind of uh grow and evolve and But like the challenges that you face in business, people have faced them before and there are tried and tested ways, methodologies of dealing with that and of taking on that pressure and uh, getting through them. And I think as I'm learning them, I'm just trying to share them. And as I share them, it kind of reiterates it for me as well, Um, because I think sometimes the best lessons aren't the new ones. The best lessons are the ones that you're reminded of. Um, So I kind of do it for myself selfishly as well as like well if I'm putting this out online I need to at least do it myself um so yeah
1: Zach it's uh it's so interesting you know like for me uh when I see your TikToks I also check uh the comments as well because I'm curious to see like how people react and um I'll be completely honest like the reason why I personally connected uh with your content is um because I relate to it. Um, I'm on my journey, I just turned 30. I've had, um, you know, my moment of, oh, I screwed up. I made, you know, a huge mistake. You know, I, you know, it's just, I'm the worst and never, nothing is ever gonna be fine ever again. But, um, it, it, you know, following your content, um, I've seen a lot of people kind of relating, asking you question and you reply. And I, w- I was wondering, like, if there is someone that you look up to on the platform, I'll be, um, you know, uh, I'll be honest, like, there's one person, Team Kizano, that I know you know about, so that might be one, and I actually connected with Team, and I, and I saw, like, this kind of uh, similar kind of approach. Uh, so I'd be yeah. curious to know, like, if there's... No,
0: Tim. Tim was um, Tim was the inspiration for me to start oh, really? posting. Um, yeah, and, and I and I tagged him in my first video, and he replied, and I was like, amazing. "What a What a guy!" Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so Tim. Tim's one of them. I think he's he's unbelievably. His kind of head's just in the right place. Like he seems like he is a super present guy. He, he lives in the moment. He kind of ticks as many boxes. He, he's he in that. He Guy shoves so much into a day, it's pretty unbelievable at times. But, um, you know, I think, couldn't even imagine waking up at 4 a.m. And, and that kind of thing and uh living on six hours of sleep a night. Um, I think he said he, he uh he struggles sleeping as well, so that that um probably plays into it. But no, he that Tim was incredibly inspirational. Um, there's, there's a lot of smaller creators on there, uh, who I've I've really enjoyed following their content, but I think from like a a business and mentor point of view, um, there's some some of, some of the people who've been most influential in my life. You know that they're, they're they're not they're not or never will be public figures. Um, and I think when you find people like that, you want to get as much out of them as possible and learn from them and be you know be in their presence as much as you can do because. The stories that they have and, the, and you know the problems they face faced before I think when, when you can meet someone who's in their late 50s and go like oh, what do you know and then you get talking you know it's, it's so easy to dismiss people I'm like you've got no idea <laughs> uh, but you know like my chairman David uh, has had that impact on me uh, we've had one of our angel investors a guy called John who's been uh, incredibly impactful on, on my life and kind of helps give me the tools to to lead uh, and run a business and and, and that, you know, the interesting thing that both of those, like David, David ran a publicly listed company in the U S it's a 2 billion revenue uh, a year business. And he's the most down to earth individual I think I've ever met. Uh, There's no ego. There's no um, agenda with anything that he does. It's just, what you see is is what you get and there's a guy in there you know nine nine out of ten times he is uh nice and calm and relaxed because and, nothing phases once you've built a business it got two billion of revenue, it's, it's quite hard for things to phase you i can't guess you've kind of seen everything and been there from, from that side of things um but there's but when i see the glimpses of the guy that he needed to be at times it's kind of like wow okay he can like stop a room dead and get like people's attention are drawn immediately onto him when he when he talks. And that's I think from the respect that he's garnered over the years and and how he controls kind of a room and stuff. But the thing with that and with most of the people that I really look up to is they I think there's this idea of work-life balance and what it should be. And I think both of them at least with David and John have taught me that not to be too obsessed with that idea. Like there are priorities in life and and, and, and those priorities are your health, your family, um, your loved ones, and they come first above everything else. And if they're not, if they're not right, if those relationships aren't right, if you're not prioritizing them, if you're not taking care of yourself, whether that's physically, mentally, then one, you're not going to be able to compete at the best levels because the people who are there have worked that out already Mm. um and two you'll be miserable (laughs) like you'll just be if you're working uh all that time and and you're not getting spent you know with you with your with your child or with your your wife whatever it might be like then it's all completely pointless and that's uh i had my wife and her family tell me over christmas that they've they've seen a big change in me personally and how i act and that that was like the biggest compliment um yeah that i could have got for like doing this work and i'm sure they'll berate me for saying that <laughs> and uh they'll always find a way of taking the mick but that when other people recognize it in you i think that's that's the best thing you, you can you can have and um yeah <sighs> Going back to other people on TikTok though, <laughs> yeah. because I know that's what we're talking about. Just before I get too deep and emotional, I mean, is um, I think there's some there's some. I'll tell you what, and this is this this might be uh, I don't know. If this is going to be controversial talk. I really I really enjoy Gary V. Like really, I, 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 and and I've gone through phases of liking him, not liking him, liking mm. him, not liking him, and. I think there's, uh, I, I got told to, to yeah, I think about two years ago by David, he said, uh, if you show me someone's behavior, I'll show you what the incentive is. I, like, you can see that on TikTok. So anyone whose behavior is to show you a lifestyle that you wish you had they, their incentive is that they make money by selling you that dream and selling you that. You know, that's what all the course sellers do. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's something about Gary's content, which if you listen to enough of what he says, you're kind of like, yeah, you know what? I actually think he's probably a really nice... I think he's super successful. And with that comes a certain level of, like, he just doesn't care what people think yeah. and me kind of just be themselves. um i've really enjoyed content from alex homozy as well i don't know if you guys have stumbled across him mm.
1: what, what kind of, of content is that
0: he he's uh he he i mean you could probably go and find his backstory out mm. but it he's just exited from a, a couple of different businesses and um has a huge amount of money and just basically shares everything that he did to get there um He's all over the kind of the US podcast scene at the moment, and right, um, all over my. He's kind of gone from like naught to half a million followers like within a few months. Like he's he's kind of. Ah. I, I discovered him when I was in the states, and I think I landed on like the US for you page, yeah, um, and kind of discovered it that way. But uh, I found that I found that content uh, really awesome as well. But no, real life mentors most impactful and favorite on TikTok. Tim, sure yeah. Um,
2: yeah um what is what's your plans for the next few years like what is uh what does success look like for you um, what do you what do you hope for your tiktok channel too um
0: it's interesting i paid for a few one-on-one sessions with like tiktok coach people to kind of just go like oh wow. you know, i've been doing this i, I just because yeah. i just feel like uh, you got. i really believe in like investing in education and i wanted someone to just give me i, th- I think i spent like five six hundred pounds talking to a few people hmm. um and the advice was all the same it was like monetize your audience i was like oh, right. i don't want to monetize my that's like yeah. i've got a job which makes me money i don't i don't need to sell an hour of my time for a hundred pounds um because one that wouldn't give me the roi that i want and two I don't feel like I have enough time in the day anyway to start uh, doing that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. it was really interesting though, listening to that, getting some ideas for content. Um, I think really it's just, it goes where it goes. Like I'm going to keep trying to do as much as I'm doing. I'm trying different formats. Um, The day in the lives always worked the best. Me talking Mm -hmm. to camera doesn't work as well uh, from like a a views point of view, if you can class success by views. so that's yeah, just see where it gets to. I think is I've that like your goal,
1: goal? Growing um, your your growing think, your reach.
0: I think building up building up a reach is kind of long term, mm. and I, and I've started to think about that more recently this year. Is what does life look like after career pass? And, and we're mm. going through like a rebrand at the moment. We're trying to acquire another company. Um, our our growth plan is to be extremely acquisitive over the next two or three years. Um, we've done five acquisitions so far and that's kind of the, yeah, that's our engine of growth, but like that will come to an end, you know, two, three years. I'm sure I'll be out. I can't, I can't, if I'm still here in three years, I'll probably be doing something wrong. Like, I think there's, there's a, there's a point where I think people have to walk away. I don't know when that is or what that looks like, but I do know that at some point I'm going to have to walk away and my identity isn't this business. And I am not this business either. And I'm, and I'm trying to make myself redundant as we grow, like mm. by bringing in some pretty awesome people around me. Um, and I think having having an audience of people who have followed you on a journey would be really um, powerful for anything that I do next. And I, And I think, you know, if I could put in the time, put in the reps over the next few years, giving away as much as I'm you know whether there's any valuable to what I say is, is something uh subjective but if I if I could you know build up that kind of I guess community audience whatever the best way of describing it is then that might be great for whatever I want to go and do next afterwards like I just think by putting yourself out there opportunities arise such as this you to invite me on for a podcast like like 100%. stuff just happens when you put yourself out there um and I think that that's what I'm discovering I I used to do quite a bit on LinkedIn and then I just didn't like that platform and the business also I was kind of acting like I was here and the business was actually here um mm. so and everyone likes to talk a big game on LinkedIn as well um so it's interesting now doing this because I've, I've definitely just because it feels less like I'm connected to the MD of this company yeah <laughs> like it is on LinkedIn I, I feel less kind of awkward about sharing how i feel and like how like the challenges that i faced Mm. and all that kind of stuff um feels like less
1: personal tiktok because linkedin has a huge focus now on uh, content creation in the uk they're starting launching their accelerator program for content creators Uh, they're building tools um but you think that growing an audience there it kind of clashes with your current role and what you're trying to do is like grow your personal brand
0: in a way i think on linkedin you're just seen as the person doing that job and Mm. it's very i think that can be quite one-dimensional in terms of your person x doing this role why are you talking about these different things and i feel like tiktok as a platform just gives me that freedom and I also enjoy like the creativity of it. Like I just think, um I feel like I'm just learning yeah. <laughs> to, to 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 do, you know, how to edit a film on CapCut or yeah. whatever. Like it it forces you to flex your creative muscles, which I don't flex on a day to day basis. Um So that's that's definitely worthwhile doing it for sure.
2: Well, oh, amazing. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's not um, it's not apparent that um, you're using you're using that tool for editing like it looks looks very polished uh, really yes. yeah no I just do it on my phone and I'm like stretching out the time <laughs> of the
0: clip with my thumbs um, <laughs> my dexterity has increased uh, tenfold um, since doing it but larry's no, I appreciate that that's very kind of you to say uh, it's
2: all filled Pretty, with um, my
0: very cracked iPhone so <laughs> uh, um,
2: are there any yeah. other platforms that people can connect with you? uh linkedin um <laughs> i think i always
0: like say if people want to talk to me like like seriously like just connect on linkedin mm. i'm gonna stick my email on there as well but you no know, in terms of uh yeah like creative flex which i'm trying to do at the moment it's just it's just on tiktok mm. um i don't have the time <laughs> to start I, posting on multi multi-platforms either
1: <laughs> i went on that exercise like when when i i thought okay let's invite zach right and i was like how do I get hold of such a busy person? I tried to message you on TikTok and I couldn't. And then yeah. I, I I, tried to, I was like, oh, LinkedIn, he's going to be busy. But then I saw that you actually have your email on your... Um, yeah, I got
0: like a LinkedIn bio uh, thing. In, yeah. The, yeah, and email on
1: the, yeah. Um, so, and I was uh, like so surprised, well, kind of surprised, but like uh, pleasantly surprised that you like reply straight away. It was, uh, it was really great um I appreciate organizing that,
0: this it's, it's a real pleasure coming on to things like this um I I, I always have a I always get imposter syndrome um and uh, you know whenever you know getting an invite onto a podcast it feels a little bit <laughs> like why does anyone want to come and listen to me ramble on about we get imposter syndrome
1: but... thinking why would Zach ever come to the show to be <laughs> so we'll just sit here again yeah, exactly.
0: yeah 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 so yeah everyone's feeling it um yeah
1: no, but it's um, um it's it's a pleasure and 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 you mentioned to us that you had back to back meetings and you also mentioned in in this industry in tech industry like you know uh, you, we never talk about feelings and such like that uh, things like that uh, we were curious to know like how do you balance work and life like I'm sure there has been the journey um, any tips for who's listening is working and maybe have as a kid michael wink uh so yeah anything i think
0: um i think there's one thing that i've learned is and this is quite funny following like i'm on twitter but not actively like i just follow tech twitter on there and and the great debate about working in person versus remote that's going on at the moment and um there's one thing which i really believe which is just you can't escape having to do the hours. Like whatever it is that you're trying to be successful at, you can't escape doing the hours um I think it's a case of realizing that and getting comfortable with that and that quantum of hours might stay the same, but what you do as you grow and the business grows changes. so I would say, gosh like maybe not last week because I gave myself a bit of a break last week, but like the week before it was like an eighty-hour week, probably, like, wow. like 70, 80 hours. But in that, I would include work, like talking to my team. Um, I would also include the work that I do on myself as well. Um, I'd include TikTok in that because even though it's fun, it's still like with a purpose. Um, not the scrolling, the video editing, <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of things, because it kind of takes like an hour and a bit to do each video. Yeah. So,
1: oh wow that's um, great insight actually into yeah, when like it goes it takes, it takes a long time minutes. yeah
0: yeah and then you've got like you got to film during the day so like you'll be filming every bit that you can do you'll be uh editing it in the evenings which is what i do um but i also worked a lot the weekend and that sometimes you can't escape that but I think like when I was starting out 80 hours was just me in the office for 80 hours, like 80 hours, but like 60, 70 hours and not being at home. And I think as you grow, the thing that's, I've realized is that I'm not particularly successful. Like I'm not productive doing more than 40, 50, what you'd class as like normal working hours a week. Mm. Um, Like I just, I just, I just, I'm useless. Like I just can't do stuff. But then, i need to carry on working on myself so that the challenges that i've faced this week become easier next week and i think that's that's a really big learning that i've had is that yeah you can't you've got to find the time to do this do the work that work varies and changes as you grow and get older and having a kid like that just forces you to work at certain times like i uh, this will probably this will be the only night this week where I do something between the hours of half five and eight because that's when I'm like with my daughter um, mm. and I might take the odd call or whatever but I'm not I don't schedule stuff um, so it's you kind of just put you put kind of structures in place and I am an I am an incredibly unstructured individual like I hate like having stuff in my diary <laughs> I, I would. Like you need it sometimes so you can just like get through work but I uh I prefer or like my my uh, default is to just see where it takes me in a day and that's not good so I have to like force myself to put structures in place um like I forced myself to go to the gym before I spoke to you guys because I was like if I don't go before you speaking to you I won't go afterwards because uh. it'll get to like nine o'clock at night and I'll just be pooped um so yeah, structure, like I hate, like discipline. Someone, someone asked me the other day about motivation and um, like, where do you get motivation from? And like motivation comes and goes, like you can't rely on, the, on being motivated every day. Like no human other than David Goggins, perhaps is, has the motivation every day to just get up and take on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but structure and discipline is something you can fall back on because you start to build up habits. And if you can build up enough good habits, they see you through the days where you don't have the motivation. Um, it's like today I've been feeling pretty nasal, worn yeah. out with the hay fever and stuff, but the habits I've built up just made me power through emails for an hour and do a, an investor update, which I was just going to leave. And it, and it's it's the little things like that, which start to compound and build up over time. Um for that sure. I think is like yeah so like I said I could ramble on no, it's, uh, all day yeah, <laughs> perhaps, useful, so. useful tips
2: uh, <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm certainly taking a lot from them and I'm sure uh, folks who are listening will will also uh, love to hear those things um, I know like do you have time for one last question yeah, yeah sure sure awesome yeah. it's, a, it's a question we ask uh, everyone that, that joins our, our podcast and that's uh, what does scraping through mean to you
0: that's really interesting because i think i've done a lot of scraping through my entire life Um, whether it's not getting the grades i needed to go to the university i wanted to go to and then somehow managing to still go, go there or um like i was talking about before in my 20s in survival mode building the business up um i think i think you can only scrape through or at least scraping through for me is probably doesn't do justice. Like scraping through might imply some luck or like uh you've just managed to get through, but like life is just scraping through. Like, like everyone is scraping through in whatever they're doing. Like, like they're just about achieving stuff or they're just about getting there. Like, like you look at, you know, take a hundred meters sprint race. Like someone is, just that little bit further than the next person kind of thing. And I think like, yeah, I think that's, that's something that I would want to pass on and get people to take away from is like, you will always feel like you're scraping through, but it's that. That's just how you feel as you grow and get to the next level of who you are and and what you know and what you learn. Like I scrape through every day in work and life in general, I feel like, and that's okay, but scraping through is still getting there um it's still achieving what you wanted to achieve and that should be a thing that you take away from it is uh what you've achieved not necessarily the fact that you just about achieved it <laughs> oh th- this wins the uh, best quote
1: on our podcast ever uh <laughs> yeah. that is so good thank you so much
2: Zach. Uh, no I appreciate a, it i appreciate great, great it thought. That
0: po- probably sounded a lot better in my head <laughs> when i was thinking about no it, it, it sounded yeah,
2: really well uh yeah yeah it's, it's going to be useful for a lot of people. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, Zach. It's such no, a pleasure. Thank you. Bye.